You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Chicago Bears didn't trade for Carson Wentz. And I think that's a sign of growth from Ryan Pace and an indication of how the Bears feel about the quarterback market this offseason. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm an analyst for Pro Football Focus, and I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use our promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. On the show today, we react to the Carson Wentz trade and why the Bears made the right call not bidding more than the Indianapolis Colts. We'll look at the different dynamics that went into the trade, the reporting that has come out of the trade, and just how close the Bears were, or as it sounds, weren't to getting Carson Wentz and why this trade may have played out the way it did. We'll look at what this says about Ryan Pace and the team, kind of what their philosophy and direction is going to be this offseason. And then we'll take a look at where they can go from here and what we should expect through free agency and the draft, specifically at quarterback. As we suspected, Carson Wentz didn't go for the massive draft pick haul that some of the initial reporting, and maybe reporting is too strong of a word there because it didn't feel like it was actual reporting. The reporting was wrong. It was false reporting of just what kind of a trade market Carson Wentz would command because it's not as though all these teams were offering first-round picks. The Eagles said no, and then they stopped offering first-round picks and went down to the the Colts' offer of a third-round pick and a conditional future second-round pick that could improve to a first-round pick if Carson Wentz plays a certain amount of snaps and games and is essentially the Colts' starter at quarterback. So it was a pretty rough one, I think, for the fake Twitter insiders that had all sorts of information about what was going on and what offers were and weren't being made and what the price was going to be. And it seemed like there was a long list of people that all of a sudden seemed to have information about this deal. And as it appears now, most, if not all of it, proved to be wrong because Fox Sports' Jay Glazer and others have reported that the Chicago Bears did not make any formal offer to the Philadelphia Eagles for Carson Wentz. And it's easy to read a little bit too far into that because I think there's some semantics here as far as like the Bears did not make an offer. They did not say, all right, here's what we're going to offer you. It is this pick, this pick, and this player. They never got that far. But it's very clear that the Bears were interested and were having these discussions with the Eagles. They were talking about compensation. They were talking about what this deal might look like. So just because they never formally submitted a formal offer with an exact amount of compensation doesn't mean they didn't come close to making a deal, right? There's some there's some wiggle room there in, in terms of how the Bears played this one. But clearly, they were not offering the first-round pick and Nick Foles and another player the way a lot of the false reports ended up being. But the fact that 
this really came down to just the Colts. Add some questions to this scenario that we might not ever get the answer to because there was some, I don't know, speculation. Again, sort of the line between reporting and not and just guessing, you know, it has been blurry through a lot of this Wentz discussion. But there was some talk about perhaps Wentz not being all that interested in coming to the Chicago Bears and that he was much more interested in reuniting with Frank Reich with the Colts as opposed to John Filippo and the Bears offensive coaching staff. Because we had heard from Benjamin Solak on this podcast just last week, or was it two weeks ago now, about Wentz's relationship with the coaching staff in Philadelphia and how Filippo really helped bring Wentz along early on, but kind of had to take the bad cop role and the good cop, bad cop with Wentz. And as that kind of power struggle went on and Wentz wanted to have more control over the offense, sometimes it was Filippo who kind of had to be the bad guy and had to push Wentz in ways that perhaps he didn't want to be pushed. And so you could see where if Carson Wentz says, eh, I'm, not, I'm not as keen on playing in Chicago, I would much prefer to go to Indianapolis, the Bears might be saying, well, we're not going to give up multiple draft picks, including one that could become a first-round pick for a quarterback that's not all in on us. You know, the Bears are not going to go all in on him if he's not going to be all in on Chicago. So it makes me wonder, how much did the Bears want Wentz? And how much did Wentz want the Bears? And I think that's kind of a, a cyclical thing where I think the Bears might not have wanted Wentz as much if Wentz didn't want the Bears as much. And so I think that's where you end up with the lower trade value for Wentz because there wasn't this bidding war with a bunch of teams trying to get his services. It kind of came down to the Colts because the Bears never really made an offer. I think that's why the Colts were able to get a pretty favorable compensation package there compared to what we were hearing early on. I still think it was kind of a lot to give up for Wentz. I would not have wanted the Bears to give up that much for Carson Wentz, given the contract and given the instability that Wentz represents right now at the quarterback position. But I think the Bears passing on this deal says a lot more about them and their direction this offseason than it does about what went on with Wentz and what the trade compensation discussion actually ended up looking like. I see it as a positive sign from this Bears regime and seems to be a certain amount of realism and patience from this front office. We'll figure out where that leaves them next on Locked On Bears. Built Bar brought back the coconut puff bars, but it's one day only, a flash sale only available today, Friday, February 19th. So if you're listening later, a day after the podcast or whenever you're getting to it, you're too late. They have the delicious chocolate and marshmallow, really pillows for your tongue. They're back. They've got the same great macros as all of their other products. 16 grams of protein, only 130 calories, 6 grams of sugar, but they taste just like a chocolate-dipped marshmallow. A little bit of coconut in there makes it the perfect, creamy, chewy, delicious treat with all of the macros of a protein bar and none of that extra junk that usually comes in a candy bar. They're gluten-free, 
They're preservative-free, and they're only available for a limited time only. So you got to head on over to BuiltBar.com right now. Enter our promo code LOCKEDON at checkout, and you'll receive 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Passing on Carson Wentz feels like growth from Ryan Pace. And maybe that's a pessimistic view. Maybe that's a little bit cynical. But I guess I braced and feared for the worst when all of the smoke was coming out about what the Bears were offering and what they were interested in because it felt like, you know, enough people were saying enough things in slightly different ways even you know some were based out of Philadelphia some were based out of Chicago or whatever and again not a lot of that proved to be true but sometimes in the NFL where there's smoke there's fire and I was bracing for a potential overpay you know giving up too much for a player that doesn't merit giving up too much right like I don't think you can overpay for Deshaun Watson I, I, there's a there's a line somewhere, but I don't know that the Bears could hit that line of you gave up too much to get Deshaun Watson. That's a player that's worth it. But the issue becomes when you give up too much for a player that's not worth it. And Carson Wentz is not an elite NFL quarterback at this stage. He can still be a very good NFL quarterback, but he comes with a lot of risk and a lot of unknown as to what you're going to get with him in Chicago or Indianapolis. And so I thought we could see Ryan Pace get desperate. They want to go all in on a quarterback. Matt Nagy has talked about wanting to get a real upgrade at quarterback, wanting to make sure that they have a clear improvement in terms of the level of play at that position compared to what they had had the year before. And so when you have the Wentz connections and all the reporting, it's like, uh uh-oh, how much are they going to give up to get this? Because... We've seen Ryan Pace bid against himself in the past. It's not necessarily super clear, concrete reporting, but we sort of have the understanding that when he was trading up from three to two against the San, you know, to get Mitch Trubisky in the 2017 draft with the San Francisco 49ers, there weren't really other serious suitors for that draft pick, or at least not other serious suitors specifically targeting Mitch Trubisky that required Ryan Pace to give up the compensation that he did to move up one spot to draft his quarterback. Or I think back even to just this past offseason, it sounds like the Bears were the only team really going hard after Jimmy Graham. And they thought the tight end market was going to go a certain way or that Graham was going to get a certain amount of interest. And they paid a lot for him. And none of the other tight ends on the market ended up getting deals quite as rich as Graham, despite having guys that were younger and you could argue better deals, better fits, better value compared to what they ended up giving Jimmy Graham. Like There are examples of this throughout Ryan Pace's tenure. It's not every deal he makes. He's not terrible in every free agent signing. He's found some great cheap deals. He's found some great draft picks. He's made some decent draft trades as well, hit and miss in all of these areas. But it's a little bit of a concerning tendency at times to bid against himself. And so we were wondering, you know, were the Colts really interested in Carson Wentz or is this just the Bears getting played again and bidding against themselves to get up to this first-round pick level compensation that was being reported? It was like, well, is there actually 
this big market for Wentz or not, and are the Bears going to fall full to that again? Turns out there wasn't this big market for Carson Wentz, and even more importantly, the Bears didn't fall for it. They didn't get swept up in desperation, right? It feels like the Bears are desperate for a quarterback. It's They're desperate to save their job. It's understandable. They should be desperate for a quarterback. It's the most important position in the NFL, and the Bears have maybe never had a good one, or at least not in the last 80 years. So, you know, it's not an unreasonable place to be. It makes sense, but it's not always the best strategy to be desperate and to act desperate. And this lack of a trade for Wentz shows that they're either not desperate or perhaps more accurately, they're realistic about the quarterback market and where they stand, that they're ready to play the long game a little bit more. You know, they're, they're going to explore every option. Everything is on the table, is what Ryan Pace said. They explored Matthew Stafford. They explored Carson Wentz. You know, they're not going to be just obstructively patient and wait it out just for the sake of waiting it out, but they're not going to rush in and make sure they get somebody right away just to make sure they make a move at quarterback. Because really, when you think about it, only two of the quarterback options this offseason have come off the table. Matthew Stafford traded, Carson Wentz traded. But pretty much everybody else, unless there's one that's just totally slipping my mind, and if so, please uh, call me out kindly on Twitter or email or whatever. But those are really the only two big moves at quarterback that we've seen so far. And yes, two is more than zero off the table, but it's not as though they're out of options all of a sudden. And I think as we as we start to look around a little bit for quarterbacks not named Deshaun Watson, it doesn't seem like there's as much separation. between you know, the difference between Carson Wentz and some of the other quarterbacks are, that are available is not as wide of a gulf as the name recognition might bring you. There is still a difference and perhaps a noticeable difference, but outside of Deshaun Watson, you weren't going to get a surefire elite quarterback this offseason. You know, Derek Carr might come close, and we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit in a moment here. But I think the Bears recognize that they don't have to be completely desperate right now. They don't have to trade for Matthew Stafford or Carson Wentz. They, they can see if that would be a good option for them, but they don't have to. They don't are not so desperate that they have to make it work. So I think they're going to be patient. I don't think we're going to see the big splash right away at quarterback, and maybe it's not even at the beginning of free agency either. Maybe it's after the draft. You know, you never know. We saw last offseason how quarterbacks lingered on the free agent market because there was just only so many teams that needed a quarterback, and guys like Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston and Cam Newton lasted well into the summer before they signed with teams. So the Bears might be patient here. Maybe they can focus a little bit more instead on building around whatever quarterback they're going to bring in because they know they're not going to bring in a quarterback who can do it all themselves and who can you know, elevate the level of players around them to that elite level. So, I don't know. Does that leave us feeling more likely for a rookie quarterback in the NFL draft? A lot of time between now and then, but it's got to be high up on the Bears' list of options. And I think that list has quite a few free agents, more so than you might immediately think of coming to your mind. We'll look at what the Bears' options are from here and sort of the different likelihoods of who could be available and who might not next on Locked On Bears. 
The Carson Wentz trade opened up some new prop bets at betonline.ag. Looking ahead to Wentz's 2021 regular season, over under 11.5 interceptions, over under 4,000 yards, which, by the way, seems like easy money to me. I think Wentz has only gone over 4,000 yards like once in his career, and durability has been an issue there. But over under 23 touchdown passes, or excuse me, 23.5, a special of... Will the Eagles draft a quarterback sixth overall? And how many starts will Jalen Hurts make in the 2021 season? There's always fun ways to play and still get in on football betting this offseason at betonline.ag, even when there's no football actually on our televisions. Of course, they have basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, and so many more other ways to play. And that's why it's the number one place we recommend. Sign up today for a free account and enter our promo code Locked On, and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. The remaining quarterback options for the Bears aren't sexy, but it's kind of a surprisingly long list. When I started to go through it, I was like, oh yeah, he's a free agent. Oh yeah. He's a free agent, and you know, oh yeah, that, that could be available too. And all of a sudden, you can feel a little bit more confident that they can find something if they want it, and that's kind of an if there. The option here, of course, is to still roll with Nick Foles as your week one starting quarterback and have a rookie quarterback on the bench behind him and hope Foles can play 16 games, but if he can't and if, he's, if he struggles and yet you have, you know, pick one, Mac Jones... Kyle Trask, you know, one of those kind of guys waiting for him on the wings. If it's in the first round or the second, I mean, it's not sexy, right? It's not Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson. I mean, maybe they could get Trey Lance. We'll we'll get into a lot of the different draft quarterback prospects later on here, but one step at a time. But it feels to me like that's sort of the the most likely direction right now just because of how marginal of an upgrade a lot of the other quarterbacks will be. And there's still a lot of time for things to change and different quarterbacks to become available or not available and throw some of that out the window, but the probability to me leans a little bit that direction. I've also said I think the most likely outside quarterback feels like Alex Smith because of that Matt Nagy connection and because the Washington football team feels ready to move on from him. And we're going to go more in-depth next week on the podcast with Chris Russell from Locked On Washington football team. He's going to come on and kind of check in on what Alex Smith's health situation is, how well he played last season, or I guess how well we could expect him to play next season given some of the struggles we saw, what his contract situation, his health, the likelihood of what Washington's going to do. We'll go through all of that with him next week on the podcast, so be on the lookout for that. I think that's going to be the most likely of the options. I think Deshaun Watson is still not an option. The Texans are not exploring a trade for him, and I I think the Bears are going to try. Don't get me wrong. The, the Bears are going to call after Deshaun Watson, and they may make a nice offer to try and get Deshaun Watson, as they should, but still don't think that's going to happen. Still don't think Derek Carr is going to happen. Another one we're going to discuss in depth on the podcast next week with your boy Q from Locked On Raiders. These are these are podcast interviews we have scheduled. They're going to happen. I've been teasing them for a long time, but 
We've got them done. They're going to happen. We're going to hear it on the podcast. And he's going to explain a little bit about Derek Carr's situation with the Raiders in Vegas, how his relationship with John Gruden is doing. And while I've got him on, I'm sure we'll talk Marcus Mariota as well, because he's kind of becoming a little bit of a hotter name in this discussion, one that I, I don't quite fully understand the hype over. But again, next week with your boy Q, we'll talk Derek Carr. Next week with Chris Russell, we will talk Alex Smith. We'll also be joined by friend of the show, Mark Schofield, to kind of stack up some of these quarterback options side by side and figure out what are the best options and who are the best fits for the Bears. Because I'd like to do a podcast in the future here. I don't have one scheduled yet for Sam Darnold with our friends from Locked On Jets because Darnold's kind of the next name in the trades that keeps getting rumored around a little bit more. I also like to go in depth with our friends from Lockdown Cowboys about Dak Prescott, figure out if the Cowboys are going to bring him back or not, and if the Bears may have an actual option to sign him because he might go to the top of the list of my wish list of like, yeah, he's he's a legit quarterback. Like, if if he's available for without having to give up draft picks, you just pay him some money. Absolutely, sign me up for Dak Prescott. So I'd like to go a little bit more in depth on him down the line as well, and then you know the other free agent quarterbacks. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Jameis Winston, Cam Newton, they're they're kind of the top guys right now. Again, not sexy. Ryan Fitzpatrick's old, but he's consistent, right? We know you know what you get with him, and if you're gonna bring in a rookie quarterback too, that's kind of what he does nowadays. But I don't know if you can fit Fitzpatrick Foles and a rookie on this roster. It's kind of weird to try and figure out how that might play out. Jameis Winston and the Saints. We may we may have a crossover with Ross Jackson from Lockdown Saints at some point because Winston will be a free agent. The Saints sound like they want to make him the heir to Drew Brees, but Winston may fully view all of his options because he hasn't exactly felt the love there with Taysom Hill getting a lot of the options with the Saints. So that one's kind of interesting. Cam Newton kind of felt a little washed down the stretch there with New England, but didn't necessarily have a super strong supporting cast. But you'd think Bill Belichick would be able to make it work. And if Bill can't make it work with Cam, and there's some real doubt as to whether... Matt Nagy can. I'm just going to say no right now to Ben Roethlisberger before we make that even a discussion. I know Darius in the Locked On Bears Facebook group brought that up as, I don't know if he was half joking and half serious about wanting Ben Roethlisberger if the Pittsburgh Steelers part ways, but count me out on a deteriorating, what, 38, 39-year-old quarterback who's just just doesn't have much at all left in the tank. I'd much rather have Ryan Fitzpatrick or Alex Smith than Ben Roethlisberger, plus the baggage, the the off-the-field issues. Ben Roethlisberger just does not seem like a very good human being. But, you know, you move down the free agent list a little bit. Jacoby Brissett, available. Tyrod Taylor, don't sleep on them either. Not sexy, again, but you know what you're getting with them, and there's a certain level of consistency there. There's a known ceiling at that point, but accuracy and mobility when it comes to Tyrod Taylor, too. Both guys that I would be interested in, but... Not exactly sure how they fit with Nick Foles in the same kind of vein as Ryan Fitzpatrick. So still some interesting dynamics we're going to get to with this quarterback spot. We'll keep going through some of the different in-depth, deep dives on the bigger and more important individual QBs in there as well, and a heck of a lot more. So I hope that you'll subscribe to Locked On Bears to keep up with all of our daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. Just a scheduling note for you. I mentioned it a day or two ago, but I'm going to be physically out of town next week, all of next week. And so 
I'm not sure if I'm going to do a full five days of podcasting. I'm getting some stuff lined up. Like I said, we'll hear from your boy Q. We'll hear from Chris Russell. We'll hear from Mark Schofield. we got the interviews coming, and, and they will be rolling. But I, I don't know if we'll do a full five days or if we'll do four. I guarantee you a minimum of three. How about that? I will for sure do three podcasts next week. But if you, if there comes a day when you don't get one from me, don't worry. Uh, I All is well. I'm just enjoying a little bit of time off here now that the football season is over and now that we're still gearing up for free agency in the NFL draft I'm not going anywhere just might slow it down for a week to take a little break so hope you'll keep following along with us throughout I hope you'll enjoy this wild off season with a lot of change still to come in Chicago and I hope all of it helps you bear down